0: This is A Parent's Guide to Mediocrity, a fun-loving podcast for young, new, or expecting parents where we provide a humorous outlook on the struggles of the day-to-day parenting life and give encouragement to those seeking to find their own greatness. Thanks for tuning in.
1: Hey guys! In this week's episode, we'll be discussing co-sleeping, slime, and the ban of gum-chewing.
0: Hey guys, thanks for joining us. I'm Richard,
1: and I'm Bethany,
0: and this is a parents' guide to mediocrity.
1: What's up, honeys?
0: How you doing? How's your week?
1: Yeah, it's different. How's yours?
0: Uh, busy, busy.
1: Not at home. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So this was uh, this was opening week. We'll call it uh, for the state of Florida. Um, they finally, you know.
1: Phase one.
0: Phase one. Yeah, they uh, they reduced the restrictions for uh, the stay-at-home order.
1: When they reduced the restrictions, like, they barely reduced the restrictions.
0: Yeah, I mean, they did it enough that it was something, I guess. Uh, but I work in retail, so uh, we're part of phase one. So I started going back to work mm-hmm. for now.
1: Now.
0: <laughs> so you know it's been an adjustment it's been six weeks since I've worked uh, and we're trying to get used to the new normal so we had a new normal and now we're into the old new normal I guess
1: I feel like we got into a schedule like right before this coronavirus thing like so that was like our norm like just getting used to it and then going on lockdown and all that stuff so that became yeah, the new That was norm. the new normal. And now like this is yeah, probably going to be the, the new norm the old, for old
0: new, new new the new new normal.
1: New, 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 new.
0: It represents some some shell of our previous normal but it's still different. My schedule is completely different from what it was prior to this.
1: I like the schedule better to be honest with you. Do you? Yeah, because What'd like, you like about it? There's a guarantee that you're going to be home like not super late because the latest that you're going to have to work is until 10, even if you stay over an extra hour that's 11, be home by 12, like, that very really is going to happen, I think.
0: That's even if I have a closing shift, because... Right,
1: and I, I know you're going to one day, but I mean, even if it happens once in a while, that's better than your normal, like, working until 11, two days a week.
0: Yeah. You know what, though, for, for our family structure, I'm actually glad I don't have any early shifts mm-hmm. or opening shifts, because... Just the way that we structure our night routine, like getting yeah. up at like five o'clock in the morning, is I just don't enjoy it.
1: Our night routine—we don't even have a night routine. So this, well,
0: but I mean, like we don't have like a like what what some families might consider a bedding down routine, where we try to bed down and get <laughs> everything settled at a certain time, and we have quote unquote bedtimes. Like we don't do it that way, yeah. and so because we don't do it that way, like having to get up at five o'clock in the morning brutal it's rough for me
1: right i feel like with how you're mentioning about this being like the new normal i feel like from frozen 2 where olaf mentions about um the mist or whatever and about how there's going to be some type of change he's not sure what it's going to be but he can feel it we're
0: we're all going to come out of this different
1: this is how i feel about this pandemic like boy were they right i don't (laughs) think the simpsons got it spot on like olaf did
0: (laughs) Yeah, what, there, there was definitely going to be some transformation before this mist of COVID-19 came down, and we're all coming out of it different. Yeah. We've all transformed it Doesn't to some it degree. does it feel like that?
1: Like, I've been holding in that thought for so long and never mentioning it to anybody. I don't know why. Probably because, like, I never, like, get it spot on. I'm like, oh, yeah, you remember this part in the movie? And Olaf said this and about mist, and I'm mm-hmm. bad at storytelling and reciting jokes or quotes like that but if it's a song though I got it spot on.
0: (laughs) (laughs) True so um, now that I've gone back to work though the week has been I'm sure quite different for you Um, because you're a stay-at-home mom so I go back to work you stay home with the with the kid.
1: It's been um, kind of average for me minus the fact that we really can't do a whole lot because Unless we go up by your work for the beach, that all the parking is still closed here. Right. And we don't live on the beach, so we don't have the freedom just to walk across the street over there. Right. But I don't know. Finished up this semester for school, so. Have you
0: noticed any, like, behavioral issues with her since I've gone back to work? Because, you know, there was a, you know, she has a certain... Routine, like a daily, not like a routine, quote unquote, like structured like that. But she knows how the days go because I go to work. Right. And then now for six weeks, I didn't go to work. And so she was used to a new normal that never existed.
1: Yeah, never in her life. You
0: know, before she was or since she's been born. Since
1: so, <laughs> she's been up- born?
0: <laughs> I was going to say since she's been alive, but like.
1: Yeah, I whatever. feel yeah. Same uh- thing. I don't know. She's the she's typically bad. Like she was like that when you were home too. I have noticed that she has been acting out a little bit more and like asking about you more than she used to when you were at work. But she still does that exact same thing of like when she sees you walk out the door, gives her a kiss, 5 minutes later, "Where's Daddy? I want Daddy." It's like, "Girl, you just watched him walk out the door. He told you he was going to work." <laughs>
0: It's a concept that's very hard for her to grasp right now.
1: I know. She definitely misses you. She wants to talk to you, and she always talks about wanting to give you a kiss. Yeah, I, I, I think that she understands it. It's different for her, but she doesn't really know how to exactly like vocalize those feelings. Because, I mm-hmm. mean, she's not even four. Right. So. She's just a bad kid all year <laughs> round. She's always given us problems. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, to be honest with you, I feel like she was actually better when you were home. She had her moments, of course, but she was a lot better of a kid. Yeah. Maybe I, it's because I it's like,
0: I'm the enforcer.
1: Maybe it's because like, I didn't have to do everything on my own.
0: That probably helps a little bit. I, you know what it is, though, is because I was home. And so you have periods where you still have to do homework. Mm-hmm. And so you have times where you need to buckle down and, and do you for that moment. And she's do not do gonna you, get like, the direct you know, uh, engagement mm-hmm. with you. And so during those periods though, when you had to do that when I was home, then there was me. Right. You know, so she was getting constant attention to some degree more frequently than when, I, when I'm not here.
1: I feel like I kind of struggled more. Like, I loved you being home. Like, don't take that any wrong way. But with schooling, like, it was a blessing and a curse. Like, it was nice for you to be able to help with Cecilia. And, like, she's allowing my dad to help with her more. Your mom was able to take her more and stuff like that. So that's definitely been a blessing. But just being out of schedule, like, that really threw it off for me for homework because my dad wasn't working this semester for me because his arm situation – and I was used to, you know, dropping him off at work or him going to work. And then I do my homework at that point. And she's playing, you know, minding her own business. And then I put her down for a nap, do homework. And then you were here. So I got distracted. I wanted to spend time with you, too. And just everything's just been so weird. Like, this whole semester, just I'm the one that's used to being on the schedule. <laughs> and it threw me off. I liked yeah, it, though. Was
0: a lot less structure.
1: It was. And that made it a little bit difficult. But it was also a blessing. Right.
0: So any uh, anything fun happened while I was at work this week?:
1: Oh well, there are a few things. We got, well, we started um, letting Cecilia ride her bike with like the training wheels lifted up.
0: Oh, yeah, getting used to trying to find some level of balance.
1: Yeah, and then we found that she didn't have that yet, that she just <laughs> it was still a early. Yeah, because
0: <laughs> yeah, she's only three. I mean, she's about to be four, but yeah, that one time we would try to go around the block. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was that like Tuesday or something like that one of my early days Mm -hmm. yeah she gets out there and she's totally just leaning on one side
1: yeah (laughs) well she's she goes so fast on the um with the training wheels and she's flying and standing up pedaling so I'm like maybe we should start working at it I think I want to still work at that Just, but not for when we go around the block or do long extended periods of riding.
0: Yeah, she's got to have motivation to want to do that on those days. Because there's some days where I notice where she's, like, incredibly lazy. Like, a really lazy bike rider where she's really just wanting to just cruise. She's gotten
1: where she does one hand or no hands while riding, which I feel is really impressive for a three-year-old.
0: Yeah, but when she's doing the one hand (laughs) thing, she, she looks like she's bored and she's just, like moseying on
1: dude Florida (laughs) she's on island time (laughs) that's the worst thing about her that like if she does not want to do something you just cannot get her to
0: oh yeah she's stubborn
1: very stubborn did she get that from you
0: no I don't I don't think so because I don't really recall any times in my life where if someone wanted me to learn something new or teach me something that I was against doing it
1: yeah you're really inquisitive so is she but she's stubborn
0: <laughs> yeah because she's like if I'm if I don't want to do it right now I'm not going to do it right now right and like I don't think I was ever like that like I think I had moments where it was like I'd be like ugh, now dad like when he wanted me to do something You'll
1: complain the whole entire way and still do it but
0: I'll still do it yeah like I'll, yeah I'll, I'll put up a fight and I'll and I'll I'll you know bitch and moan for lack of a better term the whole way through but I'll still do it like she'll just sit there and cry and throw a fit and then still not do it like, or
1: put zero effort into it and yeah started, put
0: zero effort like in her that.
1: lettering withdrawing now I understand she's three years old learning letters I'm not against squiggly lines and letters but I'll tell you where I am against where she's looking at me and I see her purposefully doing them squiggles and looking at me and trying to draw them lines out and giving me that like side eye like you know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. How dare you, like, try to step in and say something?
0: Mm-hmm. That, that's her way <laughs> of telling you, like, look, Mom, I don't want to do this right now, but you're making me. So I'm going
1: to purposefully wins. do it stupid. Yeah, and she wins because it's like, why am I wasting my time trying to work with you if you're not going to put effort into it?
0: Yeah, I think in those in those moments, though, like, it probably is better to just step away and, and not force it because then she's just going to keep doing stuff that she doesn't want and she's not going to, you know, retain any of it. She's just going through the motions at that point. Just like me. Yeah, and so so, sometimes... (laughs) That's where she gets it from.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that is probably.
0: (laughs) Because you do that too sometimes with your homework. You just go through the motions.
1: I do, but I get so tired. Like, that's where she's like me, is when I'm really tired, I cannot focus. I try my hardest, but I'm literally, like, just reading it not like retaining any of the information that's not by choice like I wish I really could obtain that knowledge when I'm tired I just can't I can't focus I am narcoleptic or something like that Uh,
0: narcolepsy is when you just randomly fall asleep did I say
1: I can't wait to rewind this and listen to it did I say (laughs) narcoleptic I can't talk either (laughs) Funny thing, talking about, like, this whole talking thing. The other day, we were at Publix, my dad, Cecilia, and I. And this worker is walking past, and Cecilia has her little unicorn purse on. And the lady says, oh, I love your purse, sweetie. (laughs) And Cecilia looks at her. She's like, who are you? (laughs) I know she didn't mean it the way that it came out, but I was done. (laughs) I was like she's a worker baby she's like why is she going home (laughs) (laughs) you don't live at Publix if you work there oh (laughs) my goodness (sighs) I know she doesn't mean the way this stuff comes out but it's just so comical
0: you know it's true though that kids do say the darndest things and
1: true story they
0: will speak their mind
1: like them chip things last, or was it last night or the night before? It was the night before.
0: Oh my goodness, the chips. <laughs> so this is a, a definitely a big indication that I need to watch what I say around her, <laughs> especially when I say things with emotion. Because I, I find uh, that kids, the reason why I think they pick up on the bad words is like whenever someone like swears, mm-hmm. they, it, it inflicts more emotion in your in your sentence right and I th- you can feel that and I think that's why people use them because not it's not so much about using those words because you know that they're bad words but it's just because you when you use them they always come with some type of emotion right and I think that's what makes them bad words but like she picks up on that and so like the other day <laughs> she's got like what is it Pringles or something like yeah, that it's like Pringles. Pringles or Lay's it's it's one of those brands that comes in the tube hmm and I don't know if if it was because she shook them or she dropped them or whatever, but she looks in there and she's like, ah, now the chips are all effed up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Saying the correct word. And she said it like (laughs) so serious.
0: Oh, man. And yeah. And she like, I mean, kudos to her though, for the, for the fact that she, when she does swear, like I don't condone kids swearing or whatever, but she uses it in the correct context. Like she's never just out there blurting swear words just to be blurting them because she knows they're not good to say mm-hmm. she uses them in the right context with the correct emotion <laughs> which is i think that speaks volumes for her intellectual well-being of right. understanding this general language structure um, and how to to use words in certain places to convey more emotion.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's just, I wish you wouldn't use those words.
1: <laughs> I'm not even going to lie. I sound like a bad parent. I'm probably going to get flack for this at some point in my life, but I find it so hilarious. I have to like cover my face so she doesn't see that I'm laughing and I'm like, Celia, mm-hmm. stop.
0: <laughs> right.
1: So comical. I think
0: it's one of those things though too, like, and especially in like today's society where, where swearing isn't looked down upon as much as it used to be um, back in the day. So, like, I think definitely, like, in our in our parents' day and age,
1: mm-hmm. like, it
0: was probably, like, you did not swear in the house kind of thing or right. in front of your parents. Well,
1: I remember my dad saying stories about his dad. Like, he would swear, but he would never say the F word. Right. Never.
0: Yeah, I think it, it, it definitely does come, you know, back to, to your upbringing. Right. And I'm sure yours was a lot different than mine because, like, um, I can't speak for the way your dad was raised, but like my dad's dad was not someone who held back on his words and emotions.
1: That explains you.
0: And that I think left quite a mark on him. And then my dad also grew up through the hippie ages and he, and he was a hippie and he was a rebel and he was very rebellious. And then he joined the military to try to straighten up. (laughs) But for anyone who, who grew up as a military brat or, or knows people who are in the military, they put language and and swearing at the very bottom of their list of things of importance. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it's very common for them to use that language quite a bit. Right. And I think, too, it goes back to conveying certain emotions, and it just gets used because it it makes certain instructions, if you will, Mm -hmm. sound stronger. And so my dad was like that, and he always swore in front of me and yeah. so like I got that vocabulary got built into me but when I was growing up he always told me if you're gonna talk like an adult then you need to act like an adult and I was not allowed to swear unless I had a job oh. so <laughs> that's why I started working at 14.
1: Is that really why you started working? Yeah because he stupid. told he told me
0: if I was gonna <laughs> if I was gonna talk like an adult I need to act like an adult and I couldn't part of being an adult was making my own money. Huh. And so I got a job at 14. Obviously it was illegal to work at 14, but once I started making my own money, he, you know, he cut the the ties a little bit.
1: The umbilical cord. And
0: let me, <laughs> yeah, he let me grow up a little bit, which was actually a very smart f- thing for him to do at that time because uh the way I grew up and the things that happened in my life mm-hmm. as a as a young kid, I needed to grow up. And so it was a, it was a good thing that he he let me do that before I had to do it by the time I hit 15 almost 16 it was like I had to do it because of the the struggles and life events that I had to go through mm-hmm. so
1: that makes sense yeah around my house um well my parents were together until I was like 12 years old they they pretty much watched it you know when somebody's like really heated sometimes a few swear words would fly and then when it was just like my dad when, yeah, he was, once. In, it's just like a once in a while thing. It wasn't just saying it in sense to say it, and yeah. So it's not even part of my vocabulary.
0: Mm-hmm. You know what? I think some people, just in the way that they talk, can can pull it off better than other people. Like I like when I hear some people swear, it's like I can tell that you're
1: forcing you're it.
0: You're forcing it. Like you're just trying to swear to swear. And then people like myself were it's ingrained in my vocabulary specifically and I understand the context of using it where it comes off naturally. Sometimes I don't even notice it. Um, And then for some people it's like you can tell they're trying to be quote-unquote cool or whatever Mm -hmm. um, and it's not really working for them at all. (laughs) You can tell that they're just forcing the swear words out.
1: Right. I feel that completely. I think my main thing is not only, like, being a Christian and just trying to not have any form of that in my life, that, especially now that I'm older, which, you know, I never did swear and stuff like that, but having a child, I knew that they pick up on every single thing that they hear and see. It's like a game of, what is it? <laughs> I'm going to mess this up. Monkey see, monkey do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, oh, yeah. I didn't know what I was going to say. It was going to be messed up. <laughs> But I didn't want my child cussing and here she is three years old yeah. cussing
0: yeah it's like that uh that saying though too when when it comes to that kind of stuff is it's always because she'll always make the argument well daddy does it or mommy does it. And it's like well yeah well do as I say not as I do
1: mm-hmm. I use
0: that a lot too at my job as a manager because people will be like well I see you doing I was like yeah but that's not the point <laughs> the point is is that you do it as I say not as i do
1: right that brings to the whole thing of the monkey see monkey do situation where the other day we were laying there in bed and cecilia wanted to do my hair so i let her do my hair experiment figure out how to put it up and everything because she tries to do her own hair (laughs) i have the video of it where i'm sitting there and she's like grabbing her finger like down by my nose and like pulling it straight up my head like trying to do (laughs) Because I do that whether you're sitting in front of the oh mirror with a comb. Like, I don't bring that's, it down to her nose and all yeah. the way up. <laughs> but I bring it where I can kind of see where the center is mm-hmm. so the part's not really, like, messed up. Right. I was dying. Like she, but that,
0: That's the only way she knows how to do a part.
1: <laughs> <laughs> She's, like, digging my forehead.
0: <laughs> she was making sure she stayed straight on that line.
1: Man, if she pulls <laughs> my hair... So hard. There's times I find like small clumps of hair on the bed of mine because she's like pulling my hair so hard and getting in the hair tie. (laughs) By the time she's completely done, putting it in the hair tie, it's super loose and falling out. (laughs) All this work for that. (laughs) She's comical. Yeah. 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 I'll tell you one thing that should never have been invented because of children. Mm. Slime.
0: Oh, slime is awful.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like when I was a kid, I didn't like playing with it. Really? No, I hated it.
1: I don't think I did a slime. What are those things where it's it was like in a tube and it kind of looks like paint, but it was like some some weird stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and you like put like a glob and you'd have like a straw and blow. Oh them. yeah,
0: yeah. I know what you're talking about. I don't know what that is called, but I definitely know what you're talking about.
1: My parents got so mad at my brother and I because we would have like stuck on the ceiling.
0: (laughs) I only ever got to play with that stuff in school, but I definitely know what you're talking about. I can't for the life of me remember, but yeah, it used to come in a little tube and you could squeeze it out. It was Mm -hmm. like, it was like liquid latex or something like that. Yep.
1: Yep. I'm so glad that we have not gotten to that or tried to look for that, but that slime stuff, she's got that stuff everywhere in her baby doll's hair.
0: Yeah, dude, it's in the carpet. carpet.
1: Mm-hmm. She
0: stuck the end of a charger in it, and it's like embedded in there. That thing is done.
1: Have you tried using that charger sensor?
0: No, I'm not going to. I'm not going to stick the end of that charger into a device, because like, it could. What if it ruins the mm. the input jack?
1: True. Well, I was curious because now that makes sense why her. I, or not iPad, the tablet hasn't really charged. It's been on the charger since yesterday and still at
0: 5%. Well, that's because that charger doesn't belong to that tablet. And for whatever reason, that tablet wants to reject, like, a charging cable that it didn't come with. Which I don't understand. Like, why is it like that?
1: I think it's about time to just junk that whole tablet and just cut a loss on it and get her an iPad.
0: Yeah. It's not like an expensive tablet anyway. It's like a yeah. Samsung tab a yeah only costs like a hundred dollars
1: i know i wish that we never did that because it really wasn't a whole lot better than her um
0: well i think it's way better than her her fire tablet or whatever because at least this has service and she can still use true i mean she only really needs it for youtube and watching movies and stuff but and it serves its purpose it's just like the charging thing i think is the most annoying thing right like why would you design something that's an apple move you know you're samsung <laughs> you should take any micro usb you're
1: you know it's good it's
0: good. one thing for apple you know who are who are like the type of company where it's like if you get a aftermarket charger the right. aftermarket charger just stops working after like mm-hmm. three charges
1: or your battery never fully charges your, yeah yeah, you yeah. You have on.
0: But Samsung come on now guys it's micro USB any micro USB should work that's that's so annoying with that tablet
1: hmm and
0: then she goes and ruins the one that's supposed to work for it
1: <laughs> I found the slime on bottle caps I found it on everything I'm surprised she hasn't gotten it stuck in her hair yet she tried sticking it on me but I have to admit that's probably even though it sticks to things it's probably like the coolest slime there is all it's, flapping. Yeah,
0: it's pretty it's a pretty decent slime. Where is it now? Do you even know? Oh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's
1: I think I threw it away. Because I did throw some away a while back, but apparently she had some hidden somewhere. Mm. So
0: Yeah, that stuff is actually like it's probably one of the best slimes that I've ever seen for the sole fact that she leaves it out for like days and days oh, and yeah. it's still the same.
1: Yeah, we when do we buy that patch mole patch whatever?
0: What's that? I think it's Hatchimal. She calls it Patchimal.
1: Anyway, however long we've had that has been the length of time that we've had that slime out. And it's still fluffy and foamy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty
0: good, actually. Yeah, because, like, Play-Doh is, like, the worst thing in the world.
1: Right. Like, it's
0: only good the first time you play with it. And then, like, immediately after that, it's junk. And if it gets left out, it's hard as a
1: rock. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so how you were talking about things being different from when you went to work and now Yeah. with Cecilia, she has slept on, <laughs> this sounds like a bad parent. She slept on the floor on her own.
0: Well, she's got a, like a bed on the floor. Yeah. So the pillow not, thing. Yeah. It's cause that was like her lounge area, quote unquote, and it wasn't really intended to be a sleeping area, but she did. She slept on it a a couple of times.
1: Right. Yeah. She slithered out of bed. She sat up right in the middle of the night. and I'm like, what are you doing? And she like (laughs) flips over and like scoots down there. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I'm going to sleep down here.
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, for a little context, guys, uh, we co-sleep. Yeah. We've been doing it since she was
1: born pretty much.
0: Well, it was a little after. It was like six months.
1: Yeah. It was when I was, she was getting big and chunky and breastfeeding at night it was hard to lean over the bed and pull that big old sack of potato up there and feed it and put it back so it's like you could just stay up here almost four years later she's still sleeping with us well
0: my wife you know you were a champ and breastfed for three and a half years yeah so uh yeah getting up all the time especially late at night was annoying
1: it was it didn't
0: really help me either when when before we started co-sleeping because you getting up and all of that wakes me up. Right. And then when we did the co-sleeping thing, um, you know, it was less movement and mm-hmm. less rustling around to, to deal with that. And so I didn't have to, it didn't like wake me or bother me a lot.
1: Right. And plus we get extra snuggles. She's not going to want to always sleep with us. You know, eventually, yeah. she, even though it's taken her longer to get to the point to sleep on her own, eventually she's not going to want to sleep with us. So we might as well embrace it because when she gets where she sleeps on her own, we're going to miss it and wish we could have it another time. Right.
0: Yeah. And and then that goes back to, to like, there's no right or wrong way yep. to do things. I think, uh, I think co-sleeping is a powerful thing and it's something that if you don't do it, you'll never get the opportunity to ever do it. Cause once they get older, they're not going to want to do it.
1: Right. I know? love the snuggles.
0: And you should enjoy the moments that you do get to do it. Cause after that though, like they'll crawl in bed every once in a while, but it's like,
1: it's not a regular it's thing because
0: they're scared or they don't feel good or something like that. Like it's not, it's not because they just want to cuddle. Right. It doesn't, you know, that starts to go away after a while.
1: Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I encourage anyone to, uh, you know, if you're a new parent or an expecting parent to to give it a shot, uh, I probably wouldn't recommend it when they're really a little. newborn, because yeah. Because that's risky. Um, but, you know, when they get to a certain age, I think six months was a good age to start it. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, she's a little bit better at, you know, I and mean, she's a little bit bigger, too, so you, you kind of notice her more.
1: <laughs> that thing was always big.
0: <laughs> I feel like when you have, like, a newborn, you know, and they're a little small, it's a, it's a lot easier to accidentally smother them, and it's probably not a good to idea. To be
1: honest with you, I think a point where if you're considering on doing something like that is when the child can roll over on their own. Right. So they can roll away some big old body about to flop on it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Anyways, you want to get into our... Random fact of the week. Yeah. All right. Here's our random fact of the week segment. So let me ask you, B.
1: Yes. R? Um,
0: how many questions do you think Cecilia asks you in a day?
1: Different questions or the same question? Just,
0: just questions. Oh my god. It can be the same question.
1: In a day, twenty-four hour span. I'd say probably, like, no exaggeration, at least 150 to 200. But,
0: So a uh, 2013 UK study from the online retailer LittleWoods.com um, observed young children and recorded the questions they asked um, the adults around them. And they estimated uh, that on average kids ask 300 questions a day.
1: Oh, man. I might be like... <laughs> shooting low on my answer
0: and the funny thing too is that the children tended to turn to their mothers for answers <laughs> of course yeah so that means you know moms could end up answering an average of nearly 300 questions per day
1: i believe that
0: which averages out to one question every two and a half minutes
1: man that's
0: that's she does ask a, a lot of questions though
1: she does and i think it's a very good thing because she's trying to obtain stuff, learn stuff.
0: Yeah. What do you what do you think is the hardest question to answer that she's asked you?
1: Oh my goodness.
0: Does she ask you anything weird or difficult?
1: Uh, that I can think of? No. Um she has gotten where she asks a lot of questions about Jesus and God and stuff like that. So I really enjoy that. But the time that I do not enjoy the questions is when she's blabbing her mouth when we're trying to go to sleep and it's after midnight.
0: <laughs> right, so uh, according to this study, uh, moms reported that the hardest questions they were asked included, why is water wet? <laughs> <laughs> Which I would be, a, that's a pretty hard one to answer. Why, why is water wet? Do you know now, my question is, is what? water wet?
1: Or is wet water?
0: Or does water make things wet? Can you repeat that? (laughs) (laughs) And then the other question that they reported being one of the hardest to answer was, what are shadows made of?
1: Crickets are chirping in my head. (laughs) Man, I have no answers to them. Sometimes I just wing them answers, wing my answers for the Mm -hmm. questions. Or sometimes I'll just be like, I don't know, because it is. (laughs) And she's like, but why? I don't know.
0: I think they lump though, but why, as part of the uh, the 300. Cause you know, why is, it's probably the most common question.
1: Or, mommy, can that be a question? Like, like. No, I think that's know.
0: more of a statement or a.
1: I don't know, sometimes she does it with a question <laughs> voice. Mommy? Mommy? <laughs> no, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> <laughs> Scratch that. <laughs> So, um, which, this is, I can kind of tie into Cecilia. I'll tell you why in a few. Which country is the cleanliest in the world?
0: Mm, If I had to guess, it's probably somewhere like, like Switzerland.
1: I don't think this is part of Switzerland. I could be wrong.
0: You said country, didn't you? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, you're not wrong on your answer, but of what I'm seeing, like, I don't feel like they're close to each other. Do you want me to tell you? Singapore.
0: Singapore. Watch, it's
1: right in like Switzerland.
0: <laughs> no, Singapore, that's...
1: That's, like, some Asian country, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought.
0: Is that in Japan or something? We sound so ignorant right now. <laughs> <laughs> we ignorant. <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> what item have they banned that is a common item. It, used,
0: is, it is in Asia.
1: Okay. Used for, you know, regular everyday life.
0: Uh, plastic is, bottles.
1: Okay. I was going to say this is due to, you know, them being so cleanly and no, that is not the answer. The answer is chewing gum.
0: Oh, true. Yeah. Cause that doesn't break down.
1: Nope. And then just thinking about how people just spit it on the streets or I have to admit that when I was in school, like having gum, like grade school, junior high, I would stick that stuff under the desk when I'm done. Mm -hmm. How can you be clean with that?
0: Isn't there a country that has like a a chewing gum wall? I feel like it's in Germany.
1: Maybe. But I kind of wish that they had that here where like you can't have gum unless you're 18 or older because Cecilia, man. Oh,
0: no, it's not. It's in in Seattle, (laughs) (laughs) Germany. (laughs) Oh, the ignorance just continues to grow.
1: Washington's population dominantly German.
0: All right, fam. That's all we have for this week. I'm Richard. And I'm Bethany. Remember family first and eat your vegetables. See ya. What are you guys still doing here? Show's
1: over. Come back next week.